Hello and welcome to Truth Wars. Thanks for joining me as I do my best at exposing the lies, delusions and corruption that infest modern society. If we have to put up with this crap every day, we may as well talk about it. So, we've still got leaders that can't figure out what a woman is anymore. How did we end up here? And don't even get me started on all the explicit, smutty trash that floods our lives every waking hour of every day. Everywhere you turn, there's some X-rated junk being shoved in our faces. Then we have the homoerotic books meant for little kids littering our school libraries. And just a few weeks back, folks, there was a British man that was forced to take his three-year-old child out of nursery. The American equivalent of kindergarten. Because they were reading a book called Grandad's Pride, which featured two old men on the front cover, might I add, kissing each other whilst dressed up in bondage gear. Who thought that was a good idea? Now, I'm all for self-expression and each to their own, but we do not need this shit ramming down our children's throats. It's a disgrace. And why in the world are we treating drag queen story hours like they are some kind of important tradition? And yeah, this mainly goes on in the US. And you dumb fucks love to remind me in the old comment section on Insta, on TikTok, before I was deplatformed, that it's not over here. It's just in the US, so it won't affect us. And we've seen this time and time again. This shit always starts over there. And it slowly but surely filters over. Just like it has this time. And, and regardless of where it is, I just want to point out, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. These are children that are being exposed to absolute obscenities. Their minds have been polluted and infested with this crap. It doesn't matter if the thousands are miles away. It's completely and utterly fucking irrelevant. And if you can't see where we're heading, you need to give your head a right good wobble. And then there's this circus of guys wearing dresses, parading around online and demanding everyone accepts it. It's like they're pushing the boundaries just to get a reaction. And sadly, they're getting that. They're getting it. And it's all thanks to social media algorithms. It's nuts. It's completely absurd and it needs to stop. We've got pop star fucking freaks dressed up as Epstein Island. You must have seen the one, guys. He's got a little toddler on his shirt. We all know who I'm talking about, Sam Smith. Fucking weird little fiend. I used to like that guy's music. In fact, it's a bit strong. The only one I did was actually a, a dance track with Latch. And I, I'm I'm sickened that I, I liked anything that that guy's done. Just the sight of the guy completely fucking repulses me and everything that he stands for. And he's a victim of the cult. Simple and straightforward as that. He is a victim of the cult. And this freaky little weirdo creep fuckface dressing up as Epstein Island, just like that absolute degenerate degenerate, whatever a weird-ass fucking name is, stood on the set interviewing guests. And what might as well be Epstein Island. It's a carbon fucking copy. I'm sure you've all seen it. It's a disgrace. Blatant. Rubbing it in your faces. 
Again, victim of the cult. Probably been crom- compromised like they all fucking have. Sam Smith, Epstein Island, dressed up as him. Blue stripes on his shirt, little boy eating an apple. Messaging guys, it's all out there, it's all play- in plain sight. Photos of little boys on his t-shirt, all in plain sight. This is just what they do, and they can get away with it. It's blatant, they have fun with it after a while. And most still can't see it. This is the frustrating thing. Most people still are not awake to what is going on. And there will be an awakening. And slowly but surely, I i don't know about you guys, but I am seeing it. I am seeing it happen. And not on a let's drain the swamp kind of level. And while I'm on, while I'm on a little bit of a rant, don't get me wrong. I have been a Trump supporter from pretty much day one. From day one, in actual fact. And I am under no illusions that the election was... (laughs) I can't even keep a straight face when I talk about that shit show of an election. Fuck me. Yes, I'm a Brit, but I am obsessed with American politics in the respect of watching the elections. And honest to Christ, right, I was up till the early hours and I remember... If I remember rightly, there was some sort of situation where a fucking water hose, some water sprinklers went off. And the next minute, boom, they'd stop counting. And then what had happened? All of a sudden, the lead, a landslide by this point, it was in the fucking bag, had been completely depleted and fucking Sniffer Joe had just overtaken them all. I... I, I'm still astounded that people believe that child-sniffing, senile fuckface actually won. (laughs) Oh, wow. Just, he didn't just win. He got the most votes. This is just old, it's old news, but I'm going over old ground, but I I have to, because I, I still can't to this day get my head around how retarded most people must be to believe mainly woke ass delusional leftists and I, I i don't even think they're that thick i've got to give them something here guys they can't be that heavily retarded to the level of believing that that guy i think the most the biggest crowd i saw that cunt with was about 60 And that was in some sort of elementary fucking sports hall. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. We've got Trump selling out fucking sport, filling out sports arenas. And that fucking cunt in his basement. Wow. You can't make it up. But they did. Turned on the sprinklers. Wow. It was blatant. And they know they can get away with it. And what concerns me more than anything is that the Republicans aren't doing the dirty tricks. And I'm sorry to say it, they're partaking in dirty tricks, the Dems. I'm not sorry to say that. But I'm sorry to say that, I mean, that's fucking common knowledge. But what I am sorry to say is that the tricks they're playing, most of them are legal. They are legal. These immigrants that they're letting in. What they're doing is they're pushing the boundaries of legality. And the Republicans aren't playing that game. And that's what concerns me. Joe just smiles. He just smiles. 
little fucking psycho sniffy Joe. He just smiles in his basement because he's in the knowledge. And I hope I'm fucking wrong. I hope I've got this wrong. But I have a gut feeling that that fucker... I'm not just talking about Joe. I'm talking about the Democratic, Democratic Party, right? They, the Democrats are in the knowledge that they've rigged the game. They've already got millions and millions of votes in the back before the game started. Yeah, so anyway, old Sam Smith. Many people are getting famous now, not for being good or for being credible, but for being downright fucking awful. Decency has all but disappeared. It's taken a back seat. And what's taken its place? Debauchery. Why? Because debauchery is rewarded. And look, I am all for freedom of expression and people being true to themselves. Great, good on them. But when it starts messing with our fucking children and society starts praising these sick fucks for the most messed up behaviour, we've got to draw a line. We cannot let this madness become the new normal. It's time to stand up, talk sense, and bring some fucking sanity back into our lives. We are funnel-fed a controlled narrative, and we even have corrupt and constructed so-called independent agencies, like Ofcom, for instance, in the UK, the Broadcasting Regulator. <laughs> so that got me thinking, right, Ofcom. Do a little bit, bit of digging on these fucks. All this talk of independence... Whose job, I wonder, is it to appoint the board of this independent outfit? So I did a bit of research. It's probably public knowledge, but I didn't know. So I, I dig deeper. And ah, yes, it's the government's job. That's right. It is the government that gets to decide who sits on the board. And who was Ofcom launched by? Oh, yes, war criminal Tony Blair. And now, it's at war with freedom. Our freedom. Our freedom to choose what we watch. Which, I'm afraid, has always been the plan from the start. And there is not a single member of that government-appointed board, because it is a cesspit that I would trust. But little old you and me, I'm afraid, we never get a say, do we? And that's just how they like it. You see, these government-appointed ex-BBC executives are the ones that get to decide exactly what we can or we can't see. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. And in other news, NHS trust to give men <laughs> woo, suffering from male menopause a year of paid leave. A year of paid leave, guys. East Midlands Ambulance Service will allow staff to take a year of paid leave if they're suffering from the male menopause. The condition, which isn't clinically recognised, is caused by a fall in testosterone levels and can result in symptoms such as weight gain and depression. In addition to paid leave, managers at the Trust have also been asked to provide additional uniforms, portable fans and change shift patterns to assist male staff members, reports The Telegraph. <laughs> how did we get here how on earth have we arrived at this point as well as having menopause guidance 
They also went on to say that they support anyone within the organization who is affected directly or indirectly by the andropause, said Tina Richardson, Deputy Deputy Director of Human Resources at East Midlands Ambulance Service. We provide occupational sick pay for up to 12 months based on service length. Right, bear in mind, guys, right, this is all whilst my poor mother-in-law passed away. Passed away over just over 12 months ago now. And she waited an hour and 47 minutes for the ambulance to arrive. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. And heart attack. And it's atrocious that this crap is now going on. It's a fucking insult. 12 months. Dependent on the service length, yes. So it's probably going to be something like if if they've served for more than two, three years or whatever, then they're entitled to this occupational menopausal fucking sick pay. It's sick in itself. It's an absolute... It's a f- I'm fucking outraged. So they go on to say that that will support absences, which may result from symptoms of the andropause, or where time off for medical appointments is required. Wow. Just wow. I'm just astonished. So there's a lot to dissect there. But firstly, let's just address this male... Mon- mon- <laughs> it's not even worth saying. Don't know why I bother. This male menopause malarkey. Because, let's face it, there's a lot to dissect there, but that's really all that needs to be said. And all it is is this. It doesn't exist. It's not real. There is no male menopause. Male menopause is not real. If you're fat, you need to eat better. Eat less. Move more. The end. That's it. If you have anxiety and depression, it may be an idea to start exposing yourself to triggers to build up immunity to them. If you are depressed, I would suggest that eating better is a great fucking starting point. Maybe throw in a little bit of exercise. It is by far the best medicine. I am speaking from first-hand experience here. Trust me, exercise is is the best medicine for any kind of anxiety and any kind of depression. These are the foundations, people. And they're the foundations that many medical professions just do not talk about. You go to the fucking doctors, you tell them you're feeling a little bit low, a little bit down. They don't ask you about your diet. They don't ask you about your exercise regime, if at all you fucking have one. They don't ask you about anything like that. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Do you have negative influences in your life? Are you eating nutritional food? Are you getting exercise? Are you getting out and getting vitamin D? Are you getting out in nature? None of this. Why? Because they are GPs. They are general practitioners. They are paid to diagnose you and come up with a set of drugs that will relieve said symptoms. It's like Andrew Tate says. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's so simple what he says. When you have a headache, you reach for the paracetamol, and many do. But you're not reaching for the paracetamol. 
because you are lacking paracetamol and you need that to make your headache disappear because the lack of paracetamol was what caused the headache. No. It's your body's way of telling you that you need to fix something. These are just the foundations. I would also suggest that you get comfortable with the fact that if you are claiming that you are suffering from a menopause, men, unreal, fucking men, male menopause, get fucked. You most likely have an attention-seeking disorder of some kind, which you do well to address. And look, right, experts say, experts, love a good expert, Experts say there is no equivalent of the menopause for men. And symptoms such as depression and low sex drive have no, sorry, have other explanations. Many other explanations. And to me, I'm sorry, but this is nothing more than a desperate excuse to justify the reason that you found yourself in this sorry position. And you're claiming menopause. Honest to God, menopause is simply your way of validating your dire situation. And it's another reason to justify the fact that you're still not going to do anything because you're going to put it down to the menopause. What are you going to say when it's gone and it comes back? And oh, I've had a relapse. I've had a relapse, Janice. I'm on the menopause again. You cunt. Honest to fucking God. Yeah, man up. No one likes to say man up these days, do they? You can't say man up anymore. Pathetic. Weak, sad. And listen, there's a key reason the male menopause is a hot topic. Money's one of them. And Anand Ivel said a lot of andropause. What the fuck is even andropause? I don't know. I'm not. It's probably a thing. Whatever. Menopause. A lot of andropause literature stems from commercial interests, particularly in the USA. Wishing to draw spurious comparisons with the female menopause in order to sell testosterone-related products for which there is no clinical evidence of benefit. Listen, people, right? This is not just about the money. Everyone always says, follow the money. And it does lead. It is a rabbit hole. And you will find answers when you follow the money. But follow the controllers is one that I prefer. And I borrowed that from David Icke. I first heard David Icke say that. And it is so true. Follow the controllers. The money always follows those in control. Always. And just like in your own life, and I've said this before, if you take control of your own life, money too will also follow. This this is also about... I, I feel really, really sorry for women right now. Women are having a really hard fucking time with all this crap. Like, it's just beyond a joke, guys. I'm I'm not often lost for words, but, you know, I, I, I'm seeing news like this all the time. And, yeah, my heart goes out to women at the minute. It really does. I mean, these, <laughs> the male menopause, it just, I'm at a loss. I really am at a loss. Like, where do, where, how do we get here? Where do we go from here? People need to start saying no. That's what people need to start doing. They need to start saying no. Employers need to start saying no. Because you, you're going to have it on your doorstep before you know it. 
you need to say no. It'll probably become part of the employer's fucking handbook next month. It'll be written into law in the next couple, two, three years. Who knows? That's the way we're going in this woke-ass society. And you've got people like Rishi Sunak coming out. A woman is a woman. A man is a man. We've been here before, old Rishi. You've took your time, haven't you, son? Where have you fucking been, lad? Took his time, didn't he? We've seen these U-turns before. We know the reasons why they start relating to the people before the fucking U-turns kick in. We've seen it all before. It's embarrassing. It's cringy. Even your delivery's pathetic. It's just weak. Anyway, I digress. But if you want to increase your testosterone, eat more red meat. Simple. Grass-fed ribeye is a personal favourite of mine. And yes, you've most probably been conditioned to the eyeballs that this is fucking heart attack tackle. With saturated fats, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Bullshit, bullshit, fucking bullshit. Just like raw milk, where they as good as claim that you can die if you drink it. Oh, bollock. Oh, you're going to get fucking, whatever they call it, fucking listeria, all sorts of fucking shit. Listen, and if you eat margarine, you may as well eat a block of fucking melted plastic. Right? Grass-fed butter all the way. Eggs, plenty of fucking eggs. Plenty of free-range eggs. Basically, 101, just stick to the world's oldest foods. Okay? Kind of makes sense. Easy on the plants. They're sentient too now, apparently, guys. All you vegans. Fuck me. Honest to Christ. Next up, we've got China's growing use of coal, including the longest coal-transporting railway in the world, which carries 200 million tonnes of fossil fuels, 1,141 miles annually, to supply us in the West. (laughs) How ironic. China continues to move hundreds of millions of tonnes of coal across its railway system every year, drawing ear from Western pundits as other countries are forcing citizens to go green and reduce their carbon footprint. Scottish journalist Andrew Neil recently ripped Western governments in the wake of China's projects, such as the Menguar Railway, which is the longest coal-transporting railway in the world. The 1,141-mile railway moves 200 million tonnes of coal each year as fossil fuel use. And traditional greenhouse gas emissions continue to skyrocket within the communist nation. While China continues to see its demand for coal, Leaders in countries such as the US and the UK continue to impose restrictions on its own citizens and push going green to reach net zero emissions across the globe. The globe. Is globe conditioning? It's a rabbit hole for another day. Anyway, the Mengua Railway was built as part of China's 12th fifth year plan. By the way, touching on the globe thing, you will struggle to find a single movie that doesn't have some depiction, whether it's an actual globe or a depiction of a globe, in said movie. Let me know in the comments if you found one. You're really going to struggle. Watch closely, whether it's a globe on, statue of a globe on someone's desk, a little ornament, 
where it's a, a shot that pans to a textbook, a picture of a globe, whether it's a globe in the titles and the credits, they're everywhere. Sometimes it's way more blatant, other times it's discreet. But there are globes, every, you'll struggle to find anywhere since the 80s that where there isn't globes in movies. See how I flip-flop subjects. I do that a lot. Apologies. Anyway, initiatives issued by the country's communist government to take place over a period of five years. It went into operation in late 2019. The erection of the railway shattered several world records and has helped to facilitate the transport of coal from Inner Mongolia to China's southern provinces. The railway is the country's longest coal transporting line and joins the large handful of Chinese coal train lines that move the fossil fuels across the country. China, incidentally, surprisingly enough, burns more coal every year than the rest of the world combined. That's because it fucking supplies the rest of the world with pretty much everything. And coal accounts for more than half of the total train cargo shipped across the country annually. While America and Europe back away from coal, China's usage has only gone up. The country has more than 1,000 coal plants. Despite a vow from Chinese President Xi Jinping that his country will reach net zero emissions by 2060. But don't worry, guys. Don't worry. You just make sure you swap your boiler for a heat pump and save the planet. Do your bit, you fuckers. What an absolute and utter fucking clown world we're living in. What a clown world. But don't worry, guys. You just click, you just keep disturbing my beloved Grand National, right? Fucking hell. I was outraged by that. Grand National Aintree, Grand National Horse Racing fans will be well aware of what I'm talking about. But yeah, you know, you just keep disrupting historic sporting events and gluing yourself to the tarmac and, you know, stopping people from getting their life-saving treatment by blocking ambulances, you fuckers. Honest to God. Listen, guys, if you could hear how loud they laugh at the fact that most people still buy their bullshit cultist agenda. Honestly. Honestly. Let's move on. Clear expands reusable digital identity to financial services with one-click KYC launch. Clear is bringing its reusable digital identity service to the financial services market with the new one-click Know Your Customer application. The expansion of the Clear Identity platform includes ID document and selfie biometrics and liveness checks to meet KYC requirements and is intended to help consumers complete processes without adding friction that leads to drop-offs from the sign-up process. You see, what they do in the messaging, if you if you didn't pick up on that there, what they're doing is the messaging is that they make it out like they're helping us, okay? This is all for the greater good. Oh, they love the greater good. They love the little catchphrases, don't they? They're doing us a favour to streamline the process for users. There are already 17 million clear users, and the software includes a custom workflow builder for KYC onboarding orchestration. Orchestration. The application can be integrated into onboarding software through an API, thank God for that, SDKs and no-code identity verification links. Identif- uh, 
identity verification and obscure authentication is fundamental to modern financial services and clear's reusable solution delivers something new a frictionless consumer focused sign up of course that will part that will help partners successfully enroll customers onboarding them in rapid warp speed says clear ceo karen seedman becker double barrel merchant while this is a new while this is new to financial services it will feel very familiar to our 17 million members who have benefited from how we have leveraged technology to save them time clear has now acquired new york city-based startup sora id and one thing you'll notice guys is these organizations they never run out of money they have it fucking thrown at them this isn't your little local shop. Just like COVID, you know, when everyone shut down, everyone was ordered and forced to stay in their own homes, shut their businesses. Some of them legacy businesses, generational businesses that were due to be passed down. When that happened, where where was the help for the little man? It was, it was next to non-existent. And it was non-existent in, in many cases. But these fuckers, they never struggle to get rounds of funding. They get money thrown at them. Why? Because they know they're going to... They are The the cultist agenda, okay, is to compromise these organisations and they lean on them that much. They're all compromised and they all get them to serve their cultist agenda. This is the way of the world, people. It's worked like this for centuries and is now more prevalent than ever before. Sora ID. So they've bought, they've, they've bought that fucking company. They say the new application is a product of integrating its KYC capabilities. The terms of an acquisition were not disclosed. Of course they weren't. Liminal has forecasted reusable digital identity to be a £266 billion market by 2027. And the only reason for that, I'm afraid, folks, is if more governments adopt this digital identity. More high-level operating organisations adopt this digital ID. And it's happening, guys. Market entries are flooding in from biometrics providers, and they will be. It's all been mapped out, all been planned out in advance, guys. The company's expansion beyond the travel industry includes identity verification for social media platform LinkedIn. Here we go. And healthcare, retail age verification, and hotel check-ins. There is going to be literally no escape. It's off the grid tackle if you want to get away from this. And even then. A service closer to its traditional airport market is also used by around a dozen professional sports teams. Look, people, you are now the password in this new world of digital ID backed by biometrics. The promise is for safer, faster, and frictionless service. But we've heard this before. More hacking. The cyber criminals are having a field day. More identity theft. More control by the banking government. More leaked data. Listen. More control by the banking government system is a far likelier outcome. And that is the long-term goal, guys. By the time this all plays out, this is intended to spread so far 
beyond banking and into online verification, travel, healthcare, education, job and work history, and so, so much more. We have not scratched the surface. This is the tip of the iceberg, and they need this. They need this so badly. Why? Because I've said it before. They cannot properly usher in CBDC's digital currency if they don't have a robust digital ID system. This is the goal, and this, as I've said before, this is the ultimate tipping point to achieve ultimate control over each and every last individual on the planet. <sighs> that wraps up today's madness, guys. If you enjoy the show, please rate, share. It does really, really help. You can't imagine. You can also send in voice notes to the show now. I'll be picking through them and I will gladly play some of them live on the show where I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Until tomorrow, 